welcome to Deserted Isolation Discs, a play on words and tribute to the BBC's famous Desert Island Disc podcast. We are Kate Hamer and Louis Saha, the founders of Axis Stars, which is a platform to connect stars from the worlds of sport and entertainment with trusted brands and service providers. Obviously, a lot of these stars are at home due to coronavirus isolation, so we thought we'd work together to bring some entertainment to everyone stuck at home. As we've already said, we hope it's not going to be a long series, but we have got a good chunk of members so we can keep you entertained for a while. Today, we are joined by Carlton Palmer. Welcome, Carlton. Good morning. Hello. So, yes, um, welcome, Carlton. It's a pleasure to have you on uh, on the podcast. It's uh, something brand new for me as well. But, uh, I'm very, uh, very uh, honoured to, to have you on, uh, on it because uh, I think it's very exciting to have your insight here. Um, so, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. I have to admit that uh, it's not a, um, a great moment, but um, yes, as um, we discussed a little bit earlier, it's, uh, it's nice to, to remain positive. So, can you tell us uh, what a standard day uh, in isolation is looking like for you, uh, back in um, in England, I know that you may uh, be on the move soon um, back to China. So, what is the typical day for you? Well, well, Lucy and I actually live in Shanghai, so we we've actually done two separate isolations for two weeks. So, um, you know, uh, it's it, it's quite it's it's, it's it's become quite normal for us. Um, we're going to fly back to Shanghai on Sunday, so we'll have to do another two weeks of self-isolation. So, to be honest with you, my wife is still working at the moment because she's a school teacher for an international college in Shanghai. So she's still having to work, you know, six, seven hours uh, a day. Um, she's head of a school, so she's having to speak to staff and pupils. You know, and for me, it, I, I'm not really a TV person unless there's football on, and there isn't no football on at the moment. So really, I'm just catching up with a bit of work to do um, and then reading. I mean, for me, I don't really get the chance to read a lot unless I go on holiday. So it's, it's been nice to be able to do that. We're not worried about going back to China. We'll do the two weeks isolation. I think we're going to get tested at the airport. If you test positive, then you've got to go into uh, self-isolation in a hotel. If, if you're OK, then you can go back to your apartment. So we'll go back to the apartment, we'll uh, read, we'll watch TV, we'll play Scrabble. I'm sure we're going to end up in a couple of fights because two weeks alone with the missus ain't going to be easy, is it? <laughs> she keeps yeah, telling me that one of us is going to die. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I heard about uh, a lot of people will think. Because back in France, just to let you know, it's like uh, we have to feeding the paper like a form saying explaining why you want to go out so for shop for uh, pharmacy or for work you know uh, like proper work that has been uh, allowed by the government and and stuff like this and by the time that uh, maybe a day was was on the people were sending that form with uh, something like i need to get out because i'm going to kill my wife <laughs> it was one of the options so it was uh, stuff like uh, we know that uh, by the the two, three, four weeks, you will see like so many stuff happening because people will like uh, go crazy uh, at home. You know that it's um, yeah. So there, there is things to adapt. So what? Uh, so you just uh, mentioned the type of tips that you you're gonna give to other people. So basically, is to remain like very positive. 
But uh, what is like the thing that you really think that will be the major one? Well, everybody's got it. Like we're in the UK at the moment, and it's not on lockdown yet in the UK. I, I mean, they're gonna gonna close the schools, I believe, um, from Friday. Um, so at, at the moment, we're still going out. We we we. Um, I mean, I'm not going to see. I'm, I'm flying on Sunday. I'm not going to see my parents because my dad's 87 on Sunday. Um, he's had three heart attacks, so uh, if he was to catch it, it, it would be good night for him. So I'm not going to go and see my parents, but today we're going to go to Birmingham. We're going to see the kids um, before before we fly off. My wife's just gone gone running, and we've still carried on with with kind of with our normal work. You know, I've still wanted to support people because local businesses are going to go out. I mean, I flew back from Portugal yesterday, and the car hire people were saying to me that. They've, people have been cancelling left, right and centre. It continues for a month or five weeks and these people will be out of business. So what I'm trying to do is like yesterday we went and got our, our sandwiches from our, our normal shop. Um, I still went to the pub at lunchtime. Um, you know, kept the distance from people. But you've got to support these people because otherwise they're going to go out of work. Now, if you've got symptoms, stay at home. But I was in the shops with Lucy yesterday to get some um supplies to go back to shanghai and people are just panic buying bulk buying you know what i'm saying is just if you go out and shop for what you normally would shop for if you've got a two-week quarantine you're not going to need 160 rolls of toilet paper for two weeks you know just be a little bit sensible but i think yeah. i think what i think what has happened is there's been a lot of scaremongering uh, in the UK, which, you know, I, I, and rightly so, China are not too happy about it. Because, to be honest with you, as long as you are uh, fit, as long as you have no underlying uh, pre-medical uh, history with your, your heart or your respiratory, if you catch the coronavirus, you will recover. There's many people who have had it and don't know they've had it. So do you think that some, some player like uh, Matudi who is like super fit, just like being uh, diagnosed uh, uh, and so I don't know how we call it, but uh, it seems like he's got the symptoms, but uh, um, yeah, it's a different word that uh, I can't mention here, but uh, he's like, has been like um, previously with some art problem. Do you think that maybe he could uh, have like some, some kind of like, like issue because he's got art problems? Well, well, I've 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 had heart surgery four years ago, so do you know what I mean? Um, no. The simple fact is, what what what's happened? Is, uh, 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 a consultant was saying the other day. When I say a consultant, this is the former doctor who used to be at Chelsea. She's working for FIFA now at the moment. Apparently, footballers or sports people who are particularly fit are more likely to to. Uh, um, get the coronavirus. As you've seen, quite a lot of football players in the UK yeah. have got the coronavirus. Uh, Mikel Arteta has had it. Uh, the boy at uh, Chelsea has had it. Uh, they'll recover, but apparently they're the same. Our immune system is always going to be low anyhow, which makes us susceptible to catch it. But because we're so fit, we also will recover from it very quickly. You know, okay. so... So unless you've got, you know, really bad, even if you're like me, I've had, I've had heart surgery, but I'm fit, 
So mm -hmm. this is this is a shout out and a big warning to people out there because like I've just said to my missus, the one thing I've noticed in the last year worldwide is a, is how big the obesity is getting. So yeah. people who have got you know uh, you know who smoke who don't get uh, who don't keep fit who are, you know obesity worldwide is going to be the next epidemic and these are the people who are going to going to suffer really bad if they do get it. It's a, it's a wake-up call to everybody to look after themselves, you know, and stay fit, stop smoking. Got you. So, so on in the same way that you are talking about obesity, we can just jump on on what is your favorite basic meal that uh, anyone could cook from uh, the, the the stockpile. You know, may they are uh, in some kind of confinement at some point. Uh, what is the tip? Because may everyone's going to go on beige or maybe try to be as healthy as possible because the, the actual uh, disease will be fight better with a better body, as you mentioned. Yeah, no, so me and Lucy have stayed on the Portuguese theme. Last night we had mussels for starter and we had salmon and jacket potato and salad for a main course and then some ice cream from dessert washed down with a nice bottle of Chablis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is it standard? It have to be finished by... Uh, uh, a glass, you know? Oh, yeah, without a shadow of doubt. <laughs> well, it's it's funny because I said to Luce, I've been trying since... Normally, I do two months a year where I don't drink, and normally I do dry January, and then, obviously, this this um, this this coronavirus has come out, and so we've not been able to do it, and then, obviously, we're going back to Shanghai now, and it's going to be, like, coming to the end of March, still not being able to do it, but you can't go into two-week confinement without... Uh, without having a glass of wine, that is for sure. So we've stocked up in the cases. I think we've got about 18 bottles to take back with us. Okay, cool, cool. So uh, and in the same way, you said that you are into books now because it's a uh, it's a calmer calmer way um, as well. Um, you know that confinement or whatever restriction that you have. So do you have like anything that you, you know look on Netflix or? Uh, of videos or things like this that you really like and think that you can share with, uh, with uh, the audience? Yeah, well, Lucy at the moment is because I think the VPNs and everything are down in China at the moment. So mm. if we, you know, we're going to be in for two weeks. So she's, uh, she's been on Netflix now downloading all the, uh, all the series that we've been watching. We like to watch Vera and all of those, you know, and psychological thrillers. So she's downloading all of those now for us to to, to, to watch when we when we get back. Um, as I say, we're not really, Lucy and I are not really big TV people. Uh, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I, unless the football's on or the boxing's on, I don't really watch TV, but obviously with the situation as it is, we, we all, you know, she's downloading films and downloading, um, uh, you know, some of the uh, sitcoms for us to watch. And we'll keep it light-hearted. We will train every day in, 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 the, in the same in the house. We'll, we'll do our circuits and, and whatever and try and keep fit. And it will be a way to lose, because when I'm talking about weight, because of all of this now, uh, I'm, I'm at least half a stone overweight. So it'll give us a chance when we get back now with the self-isolation to get that off now. Back to salads and, and tuna mm -hmm. and... Uh, yeah, you know, we've got to leave all that um, chocolate out and Guinness out now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, but you you said that you went to books, but what is your favourite one? What is uh, well, I, I like to read. I mean, I've just read Mark Bright's 
um, autobiography, which was a mm-hmm. great read. Um, I like to read uh, footballers' autobiographies, but I'm also into reading James Patterson um, and it's psychological thrillers we like to read. Oh, nice. Yeah, which which will, it's going to be a psychological thriller between me and Lucy for the next two weeks. <laughs> I can imagine that. So the, on, on the same way that we are talking about uh, motivation, so do you remember some something that uh, you had to come across in, during your career where you managed to overcome that or become even stronger to help people to actually realize that maybe this situation is uh, some step, but uh, we will recover and be stronger? Well, I've got to be honest with you. I never... Yeah, apart from the apart from the normal things as you have as a as a professional footballer in terms of of uh, your ups and downs of your of your career, um, mm-hmm. you know I I never really had you know I can't complain that that I had um, too much to contend with. I mean I, the only one thing is I mean my wife says it to me all the time. Why do you why do you why why are you so positive? I am a, I always look. And I've always tried to look at the positive side of things. I've always looked that whilst you have an opportunity to do something, right, you you can you can get better if you've, you know, you've played a bad game. You, you analyse it. You can come back and play another bad game. If you if you've been sold by a club, um, mm-hmm. then you can go to a new club and prove the people wrong. And and that's yeah. always that's always been my motivation that people who tried to uh, put me down over the years that's never going to be up that's never going to happen so that's my motivation in life to be successful so once once you're successful all the time of what you're trying to do then you know i i, I just don't allow people to put me down so i'm all, I, I always try to be positive i always try to it's like what we're talking about the coronavirus you know they're not they're not the media are not printing how many people are recovering from it all they're printing about is how many cases. They're not saying, you know, how many people have contracted it and have recovered. All they're showing is the deaths, and you know, and, and it is sad, and it's it is oh, affecting yeah. it is affecting the elderly. But what we should be doing is putting a positive spin on it and giving people confidence uh, and hope of, you know, that we will come through this, and we will come through it. That's why I'm I'm really um, unimpressed with the press, the media, the of all the uh, yeah, coverage is always like really hard to get the, the truth and, and the facts. So it's, uh, it's, it's good so from perspective from different people who really want to, to find out um, and to spread the right, uh, right information. It's very important. That's why I think podcasts or whatever, like people who have uh, expertise can actually be, uh, be seen and be heard uh, by everybody. So. Yes, on, on the same way that we know that uh, we are struggling with the, the sport events now, there is no kind of like a games on, on TV every day, pretty much. Um, so we want to remember during your career a, a special moment, something like really, uh, you may have been asked this question way before, but something like really like made you uh, feel like very different. And playing mm-hmm. for your country is a... Is, a, is, is obviously a very special occasion, but that's not the best moment of my career. I mean, from a young lad, you know, you dream of becoming a professional footballer. Uh, mm. And it's not easy. People think it's easy, but it's not easy to, to make it at that level. So my memory will always be 
from my footballing career. The day I walked out at West Brom, my boyhood club, you know, two miles from the West Brom, West, you know, my parents lived two, two miles from the West Brom ground. I used to be on the ter terraces supporting them, you know, as a, as a young child, you know, Brendan uh, Batson, Cyril Regis, Brian Robson, Derek Statham. And that moment will always live with me the first time I walked out to, at, at the Hawthorns as yeah. a 16-year-old kid. And, and you realise that you've done something that, you know, people dream about, you know, and will always dream about. I don't care what anybody says. You know, when you're growing up, especially in the UK, everybody wants to be a professional footballer. And, yeah. uh, and to, to be able to realise that dream uh, and walk out at, at, at a club that I supported as a kid you know, week in, week out, will always be uh, a special memory and a special driving force for me. Because at that po at that point then, all the hard work, all the determination, uh, all the setbacks, it was all worth it. So maybe, you know, when we're starting about, like, our career, we always have some kind of a bit, you know, like, things that we want to do before a game and that uh, we want to share some kind of... Uh, uh, tips about music. So, what is the actual music that you're listening to right now? Maybe before a game, or used to be before a game, or, or things that you are now into uh, at the moment. So, yeah, nice tune to. Well, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. It was like, I mean, I'm into a variety of different mu music. I like different artists and whatever. But I, uh, I'll tell you a funny story. When I was manager of uh, Mansfield Town. And uh, we'd, we'd been on a, a, a particularly bad run. And we were playing uh, Knox County, which would be a local derby, to, uh, to Mansfield. And uh, we knew that if we, if we lost that game, um, the fans were already starting to turn. That would, be the, um, that would probably have been the end. So um, all the, you know, the lads used to have, as you know, they, they've got their music systems on in the dressing room and playing the music and whatever. So on, you know, so on the way to the game, I didn't go with the team. Uh, I drove direct from my home to the to the game. And, and when I was um, in the car, Frank Sinatra came on, I did it my way. So I stopped off and bought the CD of Frank Sinatra. And then what I did before the game I got all the boys to stand up and I played Frank Sinatra, I did it my way, and I got them all singing, I did it my way. And we beat Notch <laughs> County that day and we went on the run. Yeah. Yeah. And then when the lads come back in after the game, I bet none of them, some of them have probably hadn't even heard of Frank Sinatra. Yeah. But after the game, they put it on and they were all singing, I did it my way. So, no. <laughs> Yeah, but I like a variety of different music. I like, you know, uh, Rod Stewart, Elton John. I like, you know, I like the old time music as well. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. the Marvin Gaye. I'm into, you know, I mean, at, at the moment I listen to a lot of Stormzy's records. I think Stormzy is absolutely fantastic. You know, yeah. the, positive, the positive messages he's, he's sending out. Um, so a variety of different music. Good, good, good. So in the same... Uh, about the internet, do you browse a lot? Um, what you have seen, like really interesting in the last 24 hours. Um, what do you think about the actual difficulty of us, like getting uh, some information down there? But um, yeah, what have you uh, come up strong with uh, in the internet right now? Well, I don't, I don't really do social media. Mm. I really don't. I mean, I don't do Facebook. I don't. I mean, I actually. 
the social media I did was when I had my business in Dubai. I kept my Twitter account because um, I actually um, I had somebody doing the social media for me when I was when I was in, in. So I actually wasn't the one who was doing it, but I kept my Twitter account because a lot of friends from uh, sport or from my personal life were on Twitter. So I do I do um, use Twitter and go on there, but. I'm not really a social media person because, I, you know, the one thing with social media is everybody puts on there uh, what's good. They don't put on anything bad. They don't, you know, they, they, you know, when they're having tough times, they don't put on there all you see. And, and what that does, it gives a perception, especially to young people, that everything's great. You know, rappers only yeah. put on there where they've got big cars and chains and whatever. Well, uh, when they're shooting a video after the time, they, they loan those uh, things. It's not really what they have. So I'm, I'm not a big fan of social media because a lot of people, especially in the world we live in now, they, they give the young people the wrong impression about how things really are. You know, they don't, they don't put on, oh, well, I've had a, a, a crap day today. This hasn't happened. This hasn't happened. This is what I've done to get over it. They don't do that. You know, everybody's got Rolexes. Everybody's got Bentleys. Everybody's got a big house. Well, unfortunately, that's not the real world. Yeah, it's true, yeah. So... Yes, it, it's been a tremendous uh, interview uh, and, and open up uh, a lot of things. But uh, the last question I'm going to ask you is, is about uh, uh, if you were confined, uh, I want you to pick three people. Who would they be? Three people. Well, it depends how long I'm there for. But... <laughs> I have the same. It depends how long I'm there for, because top, the top answer would be your wife and your three kids, wouldn't it? And that's uh, four. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, very Let's say, like, um, yeah, not longer than one month, you know? Oh, one month. If I was there for one month, right. Well, I take Lucy with me. That's my wife. Because we, 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 we actually, being confined is like... Just like going to the Maldives for me and Lucy, there's nobody there or whatever. We actually get on well, so we 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 train together, we can dance together, we can party together, we can drink together, we can laugh together, and we fight right. together. So so Lucy would be one. Um, who, I, who else would I take? Oh, you've got me on that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'd have to take a couple of people. You know, if you if you if you're like that you'd have to be a couple of people you could have a laugh with so maybe i'd probably take somebody like ian rush who i've just been with in portugal we go back a long way he's a good lad likes to drink and we and we and he's a fit lad so we'd have a bit of fun and probably david Hurst, who's my pal in sheffield we we're, we're good pals um and we and you know we like a drink so i think those would be the three okay so it's all related to drinks be careful my man <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's how it all started back in the day. Oh yeah, back in the day, yeah, I can imagine. You know, yeah, I remember that when I arrived in, uh, I think it was like, oh, not, not only Fulham but uh, Newcastle and all that. It was like I was in shock. It was like everybody was like on the booze and stuff, and uh, I couldn't understand how they can run. Then you know, it was like so natural for them. I was like trying to sleep really well and all that, but those guys were like not super serious on. Uh, on, uh, on that aspect, but where the, the, the whistle blow, it just like amazed me how they can manage to do it. Um, um, well, it's, well it's, a, it's a perception, and I don't agree with it. I mean, I, I still don't agree with it now. As if you're fit, if you're fit and you 
you played on a Wednesday night and you've got Thursday off, there's nothing wrong with you going out and having a few drinks. If you played on a yeah. Saturday night and you've got Sunday off, there's nothing wrong with you going out and having a few drinks. As Sheffield United, oh, yeah, Sheffield, Sheffield United have proved that this season with Chris Wilder. He allows the boys to go out. I think it's great for team spirit. You know, I, I was quite surprised when, when the foreigners started to come to the UK. They used to complain about us drinking, but then the majority of them used to smoke. Well, yeah, I know, sure. And I know which one's worse. So, yeah. you know, if you're drinking alcohol and you have a lag and you come in the next day, you can sweat that out. But you can't when oh, you smoke. Was, yeah, I was more impressed because it was like maybe, uh, you know, there was like a big session. You know, I remember one of the biggest players in England at the time, you know, was like like drinking properly. And the next day we had like a big session, like like running session. You know, I was saying before that um, I yeah. was not very strong in stamina and all that. So... I could see the live, like, just going and, like, be the first, you know, doing, like, the session really well when he had, like, really a bad night, as uh, I, can, I can tell. And uh, this is something that everybody has different way of coping things. If I do that, I can run. It's like I would be dying on the floor. But those guys were, like, I would say lucky in some way that their genetic allowed that, you know. It's like it's not up for everybody to do that. No, no, um, no. Each to their own, each to their own. But I, I'm saying it's frowned upon now because we're in this millennium, as it were. Um, mm. But it's still, for me, listen, if you don't drink, you don't drink. But at the end of the day, if you're fit and you, yeah. you, you want to have a couple of pints, I think that's all part of it. It's all part of the spirit of the game of football for me. No, 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 you're right, you know. So uh, I'm going to wrap that thing up. Uh, it was really... Uh, a pleasure to have you, and um, I'm seeing you uh, healthy and uh, and with a good spirit. So we want that to be spread uh, even further. So thank you very much for that, and and uh, hopefully uh, speak soon. Okay, thank so you. Take care. Thank you, Louis. Take care now.